Mary is holding Jesus. Joseph, I am so glad we were able to find a room for you and Mary. I have seen the baby has arrived and you both are well. Yes, thank you. God's greatest gift is here. I know what you mean. Babies are a wonderful gift from God. I remember when my little Jacob was born. He is such a treasure. Jesus is a very special baby. He is God's son. How sweet. You've already dedicated him to the Lord. Have a safe journey. She just doesn't understand. Gosh, Joseph, the king of heaven was born as a baby here, and she doesn't seem to know. I would have thought all the angels would have woken her last night with all their singing. There were legions of them. Wouldn't that make her take note? And all those shepherds bowing down and worshiping, you'd think that everyone at that full inn would have gotten a clue. Some people sleep through anything. Don't worry, Mary, not everyone will recognize him. We know who he really is, and God will reveal it to others in his time. Joseph was correct. There were those who recognized how very special Jesus was. Three wise men from the east knew that the king had been born and brought Jesus royal gifts. At the temple in Jerusalem, Simeon and Anna knew as soon as they saw the baby that he was the Messiah. However, most people saw nothing unusual about this baby. Even later, while Jesus' ministry was in full swing, people did not see Jesus as he truly was, an heir to a heavenly kingdom. That guy can sure preach it. He's a true prophet. Just look at all these people follow him. Yeah, surely this is the promised Messiah who will help us overcome Roman rule. With him as our leader, I am sure we can overcome the Romans. I'll be willing to give him my support. I have a strong arm and I'm willing to fight. It will be good to have a Jewish king to rule over us. Well, Matthias didn't get his wish. He must have missed the part where Jesus said his kingdom was not part of this world. The 12 disciples understood. They even argued about who would sit on the right side of Jesus in his heavenly kingdom. The Roman soldiers that crucified him took notice when the earth quaked and said, truly, this must be the son of God. Even today, Multitudes claim that there is no evidence of God. Nevertheless, Jesus is living and active in the hearts of his people. Those who have placed Jesus in the throne of their lives make him king of their choices and act according to the will of Jesus. It always amazes me how Carl drops what he's doing and takes care of whatever other people need. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. He helps out in so many ways. Carl never pushes me aside or makes me feel bad. He always seems glad. He doesn't complain and is happy to help me out. Yeah, he definitely puts others before himself. Hey, Carl, Sue, Abby, and I were just talking about you. 
I hope it was all good. How could it be otherwise? Carl, we were wondering, what makes you such a nice kid? Honestly, I'm just trying to do what I believe Jesus would do. When you see unselfish acts of forgiveness and love in the lives of God's people, we can know that Jesus is alive and ruling as king in some hearts. Many of us make Jesus a part of our lives, but do not make him the king. Today, it is easy to see that Satan rules in the world of men, but there will come a time when Jesus will come in all his glory to claim his kingdom. And that is why, my friend, that wise men still seek him. Wow, those guys are pretty great, huh? I uh, really love stories and skits and stuff, and uh, man, they, they did really well, memorizing and everything. That's really great. All right, so, um, wow, try to follow that, huh? Anyways, let's, uh, let's bow our heads for prayer. Dear Holy Father, thank you uh, for allowing us to be part of your ministry. Uh, thank you for being uh, everything that we need and uh, allowing us to shine you through us uh, to the world. Uh, please be with me as I uh, bring this message that uh, you've, you put on my heart that is, uh, goes along with this skit. And uh, I just pray that you will filter the hearer's ears so that they will hear what you want to hear, not what my weak, broken uh, person speaks. I pray these things in your name. Amen. All right. So, so Jesus told stories, right? He told stories, and they were called parables. Um, what, why did Jesus tell parables? You can answer. What was that? We're simple-minded. Okay. Why else? I'm sorry? To tell us life stories? Yes. They stick with us? They're relatable. Relatable. <laughs> they bring simple truths. Right. So um, I would say that, or would you say that um, he uses them uh, to make it easy to teach lessons or to illustrate a point? Right? What do you think were the point of the skits that we just, we just witnessed? What do you think was the lesson that we could learn from that? To seek Jesus' wisdom. wisdom. Anybody else? How important our testimony is, yeah. Okay, well, I'll, let me tell you what I, the, some of the things that I, I, uh, I learned. I felt that the play demonstrated how Jesus was misunderstood uh, and is still misunderstood today and also a solution for that problem. I think that in the first scene, um, it illustrated how people didn't understand who Jesus was at his birth. I thought that was kind of obvious. Um, and then the second one uh, showed how people didn't understand what Jesus' message or his mission was as an adult. And then in the last one, it talked about how um, things are today and how people still don't understand 
But it, and it also showed how one way that we can go and share who Jesus is and uh, we can make a difference and let people um, see who Jesus really is, the king um, in our lives and around us today. Um, so God speaks to us in different ways, right? What ways do you uh, know of that God teaches or speaks to you, speaks to us? Name some ways. Through nature, that's, that's a good one. I love that one. I love going on nature. Yes. Through the Bible. That's a really good one. That's, that's the one I was really looking for. You got any other ones? Providential workings. Through others. Through you and me, right? Right. So, I'm sorry? And music. I love music. Music is, that's way easier for me than speaking. And prayer. Through prayer. And through the Holy Spirit, Right. Let me ask you a question. What would you do if Jesus was here right now and he walked up to you and said, would you go to so-and-so and tell them about me and what I've done for you and for them? What would you say? Would you say okay? Would you go right away? Or would you be like, uh, can they go? I'll go with them and stand there and be supportive, and I'll smile really big. <laughs> That's probably something that I would do. Uh, I would hope that I would go right away. I would say, yes, Lord, of course, I'll go right away. But I know how scared I am of talking to people, how scared I am of standing here right now. If you knew me five years ago, or four years ago when I first came here, I was the guy way in the back with my head down, hoping no one talked to me, because I was so scared, and I did not want to have to interact with people. I wanted to come for the message and go home. And that's kind of how we are sometimes with the truth that we have, right? We, we study our Bible, or hopefully we're studying our Bible, and we learn truth. We learn Bible truth. And we're like, yes, that's awesome. But then what do we do with it? Do we just hold on to it and be like, I know this truth, yes. <laughs> And I go to church with other people that know this truth, right? But that's not what we, we need to do. We need to go out and share that with other people. Um, so, like I was saying, if God asked you to do, go out and do that, what would you do? Well, guess what? The Bible says in John 20, 21, and again Jesus said, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. That means Jesus is sending you. He's asking you and me and everybody to go out to the world, to the lost souls, and tell them about him and what he's done. Why does he want us to do that? 2 Corinthians 4-6 4 through 6 says, The God of this age has blinded the minds of the unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of God, of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we preach is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge of God, God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. So he wants us to go out and share that light and share that testimony with the world in the dark places, in the places where he is not allowed. Right? You know, 
God's not allowed in our schools anymore. Can you believe that? We're not, they're not allowed to pray. There was a time um, when I was on vacation, and uh, it was a government-enforced vacation. I got in trouble for praying in, in the quad. I had um, a few friends of mine uh, that were there. Uh, we studied the Bible, and uh, we'd have Bible studies and stuff. And in the, the open area where everybody can congregate, um, we would have Bible studies, and we would pray at the end. We got in trouble. We were told we couldn't pray. Uh, it wasn't allowed. Uh, that's crazy. I and mean, where else, where, where does God really need to be? <laughs> and he really needs to be there, if you understand what I mean by government-forced vacation. Um, I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so, anyways, uh, so he, needs, he wants to send us out uh, to shine the light of truth to the world in the dark places. Uh, Matthew uh, 5, 14 through 16 says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So Jesus is sending us as a living testimony of who he is. But how do we know, how, how can we show that if we uh, don't allow him to be the king in our hearts? Because it's not our goodness that shines through. It's God's goodness living in us that shines through. If we allow him to be the king of our hearts, then the ruler of our lives, then he will shine through and not us. We have this thing where we think, oh, I have to be good. You know, I'm really good. I will, I'll, I'll be a witness to others and people will see how good I am. But it's not about that. It's about letting God rule our hearts and be the king of our hearts. That way, when we are out in the world, we are not doing things of ourselves, but of what God is working through us, through his Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3, 3 uh, 1 through 3 says, Are we beginning to commend ourselves again, or do we need, like some people, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter, written in on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ, resulting... Uh, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tables of human hearts. So Jesus living in our hearts is a testimony, and then our lives become a testimony to others. First Corinthians twelve twenty seven says, Now you are the body of Christ, each one of you is a part of it. We are his hands, we are his feet, we are his mouth, it's up to us to allow him, through the Holy Spirit, to use us to reach those people that are around us, that are in our sphere of influence. I'm sure everybody in here knows people that doesn't know God, or they have a very bad perception of who God is. They've been raised in another, type, uh, another church with, a, with a, a strange doctrines that, that teach a, a God who's, who's up there waiting for you to screw up so he can, boom, punish you. You know, people have these, these misconceptions ideas of what God is based on false doctrine, based on what Hollywood shows us on TV and in the movies, and it's up to us uh, to go out there and share what God really is like with the world through our actions and through um, 
the words that we speak and how we interact with other people. Second um, Corinthians 5.20 says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making an appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. An ambassador is someone who is an authorized representative or a messenger for one and who speaks and goes in the place of that person in their behalf. Usually it's a person of high rank or a government official. So we are God's ambassadors, the God of the universe, the one who created everything and everybody who came and died on the cross for each one of our sins. We are that, uh, that dignitary's ambassador. And when you think about it that way, it's like what a privilege it is, even though it's terrifying sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so what is living and speaking for Jesus look like in our lives? Well, some of the things that um, come to mind for me is how we treat people. Our actions, our demeanor. Do we greet people with a smile? I have a problem where I have a face that looks serious all the time. <laughs> Unless I'm making a point to smile or something else, I look like I'm mad. People come to me, what's wrong? Nothing but your face. What's my face doing? It lies all the time, my wife would tell you. She's like, she's like, what was that face for? I was like, there was a face? I, I, I didn't know the face. You're making it again. And then I look in the mirror and I don't see anything because now I'm like, I'm looking. And, and so it's gone. And then she turns, and I turn around and she, you're making it again. So I don't know. But it, it, if we're cognizant that we have that type of thing going on, uh, we can make a difference by how we greet people and how we carry ourselves. Uh, it, it's really hard sometimes because you know we, we relax. Our, our face does whatever it does, and <laughs> and in my case, I look mad. But <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, we can by how we treat people, how we act, our demeanor. Uh, do we greet people with a smile? Um, how we speak to them? Are we using kind words, encouraging words? Are we using words of love? Um, do we look for opportunities to lend a hand? Do we lend a hand cheerfully? You know. Uh, do, we look, do we look for opportunities uh, to share our love of Jesus and his love for us? And if we do, do we act? That's the big thing, right? It's hard to act, at least for me. Like, I can see them sometimes. I see them. God shows me opportunities, and I'm like, I'll go right about, oh, it's, it's passed already. I'll, I'll do it next time, I promise. And, and that, but that's, that's where the key is. We have to allow God to use us to allow his Holy Spirit. And what has been really something that I've been learning for quite a while now, and I'm still learning it because I'm still scared, is to step out in faith. You know, he, he's, every time I step out in faith, he's there, and he, and he helps me, and he, and he, he catches me. Um, but every time I'm like, oh, no. Uh, no, I can't do that. Uh, so this was one of those times, and it seems like it's working out all right. <laughs> So, like I was saying before, I had my state-enforced vacation, as I like to call it. Um, that's jail, prison. Um, uh, some of you guys know, some of you don't, but now you do, because I spent some time in jail back in, uh, a few years back. Um, but I, while I was in jail fighting my case, because that's where you go before you go to wherever you're going to spend your time, um, I gave my life to God, and I answered his call. I told him that I would do whatever I felt that he was calling me to do. I would say yes. 
And uh, boy, that, that I probably shouldn't have said that. Because there was lot, there have been lots and lots of things that I've had to think, okay, you said, I said I would, okay. You know, and this was one of those times. This one. <laughs> um, but so I gave, my, I gave my heart to him. I made him the king of my heart while I was in jail. While I was in jail, I looked and acted pretty much just like everybody else until I did that. Uh, but by the time I reached prison, um, there was a marked, a striked, striking difference between myself and the rest of the people there. And they commented on it constantly. The people that I actually did interact with, they would be like, I don't know what it is about you, but you are, you don't belong here. You are not like us. What is it that you, why are you like that? And that would open up opportunities for me to share uh, who Jesus was, what he's been doing in my life, um, how he protected me while I was there, how his hand of providence was with me throughout the entire process. And that was because I made Jesus king of my heart. His character was shown through me, through my demeanor, my actions, uh, my temperament, my words. Um, and that's really the key, is we allow God to be the king of our hearts, and then he can show through us who he is to the world so that they can identify who the king really is. Do you accept Jesus' call to show the world who he is by letting him be the king of your heart? I do. I think they're going to sing us a song and then we'll have prayer. <laughs>